New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Hello again, dear ones. Dr. Robert with you on a Friday evening. It's five o'clock on the Mountain Time Zone, and that means it is time for the good news. Uh, that chance I take every week to share some of the good news stories that come across my desk. And I tell you, there's plenty more that we don't get to every week, uh, but we try to make sure we get to as many as we can so thank you again for being uh with us tonight now many of you know we get most of our stories over at the goodnewsnetwork.org please feel free to drop onto their website give them some of the love and attention they so richly deserve as well all right first up tonight east palo alto california congratulations uh, what was at one time labeled a murder capital of the United States now has a murder rate of zero. Yes. All the way from 1992. So just in, oh, just over 30, in 30 years. Uh, and they brought the murder rate down to zero. Now, in 1992, there were 42 homicides for a population of 24,000 people. That has continually decreased. Following the 1992, uh, the city closed out the decade with only one per year where homicides climbed back into the teens. And then between 2000 and 2023, uh, they averaged only seven. Uh, 2023, they reached the zero number. Right on. I tell you, folks, you, you got into me. This is good news. Uh, no matter where it is, uh, people coming together. And in this story, much of the success is due to the people of the community taking charge and stepping in and creating a partnership that allowed uh, for people to take more interest in each other and watch out for each other. I think that's the good news, no matter how you look at it. Here's another story I found that uh, I really enjoy, and it's you know we've we've reported on other stories like this before, and as I looked back in the archives, we actually reported on this story back in 2019 when this program was really just a, a once a month podcast. The company is called Community First Village. It's located in Austin, Texas. Uh, the property currently holds 100 RVs and 125 micro houses. 
Now, uh, the community does include gardens, beehives, workspaces, playgrounds, much like the story we reported on last week or in the beginning of the year uh, that was one of our highlight stories from 2023. Now, here, residents are required to make some payment towards their living arrangements. That's usually between $200 and $500 a month which is what many of them can actually afford. The village was created by the Mobile Loaves and Fishes charity in 2014. However, we're focusing on the story tonight because they're breaking ground on a new portion of the community, uh, eventually going to be able to house over 2,000 people uh, in, uh, in an expanded effort. In the fall of 2022, the mastermind behind both the charity and community first broke ground on an adjacent site that will take the number of tiny homes to 2,000 designated by and designed by an architectural firm that did all the work pro bono, making these an energy efficient homes as well. Right on. Love seeing the tiny home movement continue to grow and expand and good work here in Austin. And then, you know, now let's be real. It took time. They've been doing, it's not like they're brand new at this since they started in 2014. They've got eight years experience, nine years now of experience moving in, and uh, it's good to see the expansion as well. All right. Now, here's a story uh, that uh, really piqued my interest. You know how we like to describe and talk about other advances in uh, health and wellness and medicine. And, well, we've all reported on Ibogaine before. However, there's now a new study out uh, that was done with war veterans, specifically suffering from TBIs and having extreme PTSD experiences. Ibogaine is a naturally occurring compound found in the roots of African shrub, an African shrub, the Iboga, and it was found to be successfully improved functioning in PTSD, present, uh, also relieved depression and anxiety in military veterans. The new study is published in the January 5th edition of Nature Medicine. It does include detailed data for over 30 veterans of the U.S. Special Forces. Uh, Dr. Nolan Williams, part of the study, said no other drug has ever been able to alleviate the functioning and neuropsychotic symptoms of traumatic brain injury. The results are dramatic, and we intend to study this compound further. You know, folks, we've talked about that on this program before as well, uh, that the expansion and the understanding of psychedelic plants across the planet uh, is imperative and important to what we're doing as far as mental health issues and other uh, health-related issues. It, it's not just magic mushrooms. Uh, it's all across the planet in various forms. Uh, the psychedelic drugs uh, deserve our attention and deserve our research as well. All right, let's keep going tonight because... Uh, Here's another one that I think is really cool. You know, we like to talk about technology. Uh, well, two young men from India, rather than taking uh, their software and programming skills, they had uh, the degrees they had just earned into the tech center, uh, except, excuse me, tech sector, decided they wanted to help to alleviate uh, animal trafficking and poaching in India. 
Now, they believe they're the first to bring this level of digitization into wildlife conservation. Go ahead, say that five times fast. Uh, but what they're doing is allowing courts to more rapidly process wildlife infractions and crimes to create a database that allows for more uh, tracking of the criminals they've set themselves. It also uh, it sets up a system whereby they can anticipate where animals will be and where they will migrate to help eradicate uh, and uh, reach these areas prior to the animals so they could scare away the poachers before the animals even find their way there. Pretty interesting stuff. And it's all because a couple of young men decided they'd rather help the planet more than make money. And, you know, we talk about that here an awful lot as well. In a world that works for all, we have an awful lot of, uh, an awful, a great responsibility. There we go. I'm going to find it yet. We have a great responsibility to make sure we're using our newfound technologies to better the planet and to help with bettering the planet. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Let a couple of our sponsors say hello, and I'm going to try and find my tongue, but don't go away. We'll be back with more good news after these messages. Stay tuned. good news on a Friday night here on the New Thought Media Network. Thanks so much for being with us, folks. Hey, you know, if you hear of a good news story you think we should cover, please send it in to us. Good news at ntmedia.org. Or perhaps you know somebody would like to come in and be a guest presenter, share a good news story that they've learned about here live on our broadcast. Again, just send us an email, goodnews at ntmedia.org. Dot .org. All right, let's get back into it. You all know how much I, I love a good animal story. Well, here's one out of Krakow, Poland, because, well, we live on one planet. And here's the truth. The climate's changing all across this planet. 
And even in Krakow, they're experiencing some incredibly cold weather. And what's happened is uh, in, in this uh, specific instance, the animal shelter has a lot of outdoor kennels. Well, with temperatures expected to reach negative five last week, uh, they put out a call to have people rush forward and uh, support these animals by being temporary foster homes. Well, many of those turned into permanent homes. The team was able to shelter over 100 canines uh, in either permanent or temporary homes through this recent cold snap. One participant, Ms. Penny Ola, said, I saw an ad for winter action on my boss's story, and I've been talking to my mom about owning a dog for a long time. This freezing cold gave me such a kick to act that while sitting at work, I thought, if not now, then never. And this is what it takes, folks, to create a world that works for all life, is simple acts of kindness and easy acts by each and every one of us in whichever ways we're called. Not everybody's called to adopt a dog, but if you are, or perhaps a cat, no matter what it might be, if you're, if you're called to help, then please go out and help. And hey, I found another dog story that, uh, you, again, you know, these are the kind of dog stories I love to see. I want to introduce you to Kobe. Kobe's a four-year-old husky uh, owned by Chanel Bell. This all happened over in England. And uh, now, nor, or excuse me, I said England. This happened in Philadelphia uh, just prior to the Christmas holiday. The family had moved into the property not long before and then noticed that Kobe was digging in one specific area of the garden uh, he kept doing that and got deeper and deeper and deeper. Now, Chanel had had a gas leak in the house even earlier in December. So she happened to have a meter on hand, went out and measured the gas level in the hole that Kobe was digging. And yes, it was off the charts. Called the local gas company there in Philadelphia. They came right out and said, oh my gosh, and turned everything off. The locals are saying that Kobe is a hero, that this could have resulted in a large catastrophic failure for the entire community and blown up numerous houses. Could work, Kobe. We got to love that you're, uh, it, it's just the way it is, folks. The, the, the ability of our canine friends to uh, their sense of smell uh, will outlive ours and and just works in amazing ways to keep humans safe. They love us more than uh, we love them, that's for sure. Let's make that a little more balanced, shall we? Pick out a canine. All right. I'm obviously on. I, I got to be careful or I'm going to end up uh, adopting a new puppy dog. And we've already got two and that's enough. Let's keep it moving, folks. I've got another story. And I saw this one and I thought to myself, wow, I didn't know this wasn't already a part of the infrastructure of the Golden Gate Bridge. But just recently, uh, this past month, they finished a suicide prevention netting that is now part of the Golden Gate Bridge, this suicide deter deterrent system. It's also known as a safety net, and it's obviously there to catch people 
that attempt suicide by jumping off of the bridge. On average, 30 people or more die from suicide here each year. Hundreds more are stopped from harming themselves through the efforts of the Golden Gate Bridge District Patrol, California Highway Patrol, other law enforcement, and citizen interventions. This physical barrier is a, uh, said as a necessity to stop the tragedy of suicide from the bridge. Engineers designed the net to minimize impact to the bridge's views and appearances. It's also designed to minimize interference with the daily operations and maintenance of the bridge. Uh, you have to look carefully to see the gray steel net design. Uh, and, from, and from a distance, it is almost invisible. Now, it is about 20 feet below the sidewalk. So uh, while it will minimize the impact, it's not going to take away the pain. Uh, they say that uh, you will still get hurt. And that is a necessary part of the project because a 1978 study uh, at the Golden Gate Bridge so showed that 90% of those that stopped were stopped from jumping did not later complete suicide or even attempt suicide by violent means. This is all part of the Harvard School of Public Health article reviewing numerous studies showing more broadly that 9 out of 10 people who attempt suicide and survive will not go on to die by suicide at a later date. This is good, good news. Folks, if you or anyone you know is having suicidal thoughts or ideations, need help with suicide, please call the suicide hotline. It is now a three-digit number, 988. That's it. 988 will connect you directly to the suicide hotline in the United States. Again, if you or anyone you know is having any concerns with the issue of suicide, please call 988 and, and connect with the suicide hotline. All right, we need to take another quick break, say thank you to some of our sponsors and organizational donors, but we're going to be back with more good news stories after this, including this week's Hero of the Week. I'll give you a sneak peek. It's more than one again this week, folks. We got a great third segment coming up for you. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. Please help us say thank you to our organizational sponsors, including the Hefferlin Foundation, Affiliated New Thought Network, International New Thought Alliance, Science of Mind Archives and Library Foundation, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown, New Thought Philadelphia, Planned Happiness Institute, Summit Center for Spiritual Living, One Heart Retreats, Center for Spiritual Living on the Lake, Unity Spiritual Center, Kitchener, Ohm Center for Spiritual Living, La Mesa, Satya Center, Center for Spiritual Living, North Jersey, Unity of Savannah, and Center for Spiritual Living Seattle, as well as all of our individual donors. Thank you for making New Thought Media Network a place to be. Please come be you. And remember, like, share, and subscribe. New Thought Media Network, positively inspiring. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our organizational sponsors and individual donors. It is thanks to your efforts and your willingness to financially support this network that we're able to continually share the new thought message across the world. 
We've got some great ways we're looking to doing that in 2024 as well. We'll tell you a little bit more about that in just a few moments. However, before then, we've got some more good news. And as you know, in our final segment, I always like to uh, look at some of the heroes of the week. And uh, they come to us in all forms and from all kinds of places. Now, let me ask you this. Imagine if you would losing your wallet or your purse while you were out on the town for an evening, I think we've all either had that experience or, or don't want to imagine that experience. Well, that happened recently for a woman in England. Uh, however, the man who found her belongings was able to return them. Giorgio Girelli uh, was literally crying on the ring doorbell video camera as a man uh, attempted to return her purse that he had found on a night out. Uh, now, you all, if you don't know how a ring camera works, she was able to answer the call, even though she was at her girlfriend's house and was not at her own home, uh, but was able to answer the call and had a fabulous conversation with the man, continuously trying to, to get his information so she could send him a reward. Uh, but the man would have nothing to do with it. He said he's a fireman and that that's his job. He's not going to take money for just being a nice guy. Uh, he also remarked that uh, he had an ex-girlfriend that that had happened to. And he understood the anxiety and the concern. If you'd like to watch the video, head on over to the good news network.org. You can find this story and more. Uh, and catch the video conversation between Georgia and uh, our firefighter. He was unnamed in the video. Uh, but again, folks, I just love these stories because we have to be willing to do not just the right thing, but the thing that we know uh, is supportive. You know, he, this gentleman could have just as easily dropped that wallet, that person in a, in a mailbox somewhere or taken it to a local police station and left it for somebody else to deal with. He, he didn't. And, uh, and he even, even tried to uh, stuff the wallet through the mail slot in her door. It wouldn't fit. So they left it in the garbage can for her to pick up later. Uh, it show, goes to show that there are good people all around and uh, that knows no boundaries and it knows no heart and when it comes to the animals as well another great story i found and this one out of mongolia a farmer came across a pregnant horse that had fallen into a hole and was trapped in deep snow from the looks of it the horse must have struggled for hours uh the the farmer did say the horse looked lifeless and at first, uh, he didn't think she would have the strength to make it. He went, got a bunch of friends, some ho some rope, and uh, and a traco, and was able to hoist the horse out of the hole and towards safety. The good report, the good Samaritans reportedly said that before the horse wandered away from the scene, it looked back at them and gave them a gesture which seemed like an expression of gratitude. And that was that. Again, you can catch more of these videos and more of these stories over on the Good News Network. Uh, .org. All right, I told you uh, it was a hard it was a hard decision again this week, folks, to figure out who our hero of the week would be, because I found two great stories that tell us who the hero of the week 
is going to be. However, before we do that, I want to introduce you to Reverend Pastor Michael Mangus, who is the host of the of our six o'clock program here on Friday nights. He does the fireside chat and he just happens to be in studio tonight. So Reverend Michael, tell us a little bit what we might experience on the fireside chat tonight. Well, tonight we're having a repeat performance of last week. Um, people really, they, they said that they missed on uh, the prayer time, our annual bowl burning where we go ahead and we, let go of the uh, past year by burning paper or ripping it up. So that ceremony tonight, and uh, we'll let you enjoy that again. So to clear out 2023, to welcome in 2024, that's a great ceremony. So that's tonight, tonight on your New Thought Media Network. All righty. We'll look forward to that. Thank you for dropping in tonight, Reverend Michael. All right, here it is, folks. As we promise each and every week, the hero of the week. First up, a pair of British vacationers were saved from drowning by two Canadian teens who happened to be on the same beach at the same time and happened to be excellent swimmers. Emma Bosserman, 14, and Zoe Merklesik, uh, 13, were both trained competitive swimmers for many years. Uh, this all happened in Barbados a couple weeks back. Uh, the teens were swimming, noticed some rough surf, and then heard some shouts for help. They were able to locate a couple of a couple, husband and wife, about 50 feet out. Now they were caught in a riptide. The teens were able to get to the woman and get her out of the riptide. The husband was being pulled further and further from shore, and uh, the wife said, "Get my save my husband." Uh, that is a 60 year old and they were able to get to him with their boogie boards. And, uh, after a very long and hard swim, we're able to get the man to safety. Please remember folks, if you're ever caught in a riptide, don't try to swim straight back to shore. You got to swim parallel to land and on an angle back towards the shore. However, uh, in this case, Emma and Zoe, your share our hero of the week award and you share it with another story coming from england this time in birmingham a hero dad saves a woman and her three-year-old daughter after the car they were in was being swept away by flood river a uh, river flood a flooded river liam stitch uh, can be seen in a video climbing over a bridge to help a woman who is screaming in her car uh, now what happened is the car got caught in floodwaters. Uh, she, the, uh, Liam was able to get down to the car, convince the woman to roll down her window and hand him her child. Uh, he was able to get the child to his girlfriend who was on the bridge. And then Liam sprinted off to his truck, came back with ratchet straps and strapped the car up to the bridge keeping the car from getting pulled underneath the bridge. He was then able to smash the back windows and help the woman to safety. My gosh, golly gee, and all in the middle of a raging rainstorm. Liam says he's not a hero. He just did what his instincts told him to do. Liam, 
we think you're a hero. And we want to thank you, sir, for being selfless and getting into the fray and supporting and saving two lives. Good, good, good. All right. Hey, folks, we need to get out of here and wrap this up for a Friday night. But again, come with back to it. Come back and join us in just a half an hour for the Friday Fireside Chat with Reverend Pastor Michael Mangus. We'll be back here on the New Thought Media Network with our evening prayers at 8.15 and then back again tomorrow morning with morning prayers at 8.15 and we've got our brand new series, our brand new version of our Science of Mind and Spirit Saturday morning conversation series happens every Saturday morning. Tomorrow morning, Reverend Dr. Victoria Bomberry will share be sharing with us about the thing itself. I'm Dr. Robert, and I'm going to get out of here for now. I do, again, want to thank you for being a part of what we're doing here on the New Thought Media Network and being with us each and every Friday. Please like, share, and subscribe. Let your friends and family know what we're doing. Until next time, I want to wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now.